Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert and vice president of Essex Mortgage, Eric Olofsky. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Life Lending and Real Estate are your local show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name is Eric. We're celebrating our seventh year here on the air. This show is all about you, the consumer. I started the show because of my frustration about uh, what I was hearing in the national media during the last economic event we had. And I wanted to provide a place for you folks to come and ask questions about what you can do and what you can't do in a real estate transaction. I love about me, this is my 31st year in the real estate and finance game. Um, I am currently the vice president of Essex Mortgage. Uh, the best part of my job is sitting across the kitchen table from folks like you, or I guess it's all done by phone these days and Skype, uh, helping you buy your first home, maybe that first investment property, a lot of move-up buyers these days. My job is to answer questions for you. This place is all about giving you the power of knowledge on one of the largest investments you're ever going to make. Uh, a little bit about Essex Mortgage. Uh, we've been in business 33 years. We fund almost $3 billion a year in residential real estate. doesn't make us one of those big box banks, and we're thankful for that every day. What it does allow us to do is maybe offer you some products uh, that you may have heard before and answer your questions and, again, educate you about the process and what you can expect during a purchase or a refinance transaction. Today we have uh, Misha Dimitruk joining us uh, on the show. Hi, Misha. Welcome back. Hi, Eric. Thank you very much for having me once again. Absolutely. Remind everybody how great you are and what you do. Oh, my name is Misha Dimitruk. I'm with Essex Mortgage uh, based out of Santa Cruz. I'm licensed all over the state of California and Oregon. Um, I've been in this industry for 25 tiny, teeny little years. And uh, you can reach me, Misha, at Essex Mortgage or phone 831-435-0385. I greatly appreciate my role in you, the consumer's transaction. I know, Eric, you and I feel the same about this. This is really our opportunity to help our clients achieve their goals and um, you know, educating and supporting and providing the information they need in order to make the transactions that, that they want to achieve their real estate and lifelong financial goals. Absolutely. And there are no wrong questions in our industry, whether we're talking real estate or we're talking lending. I also am the broker CEO of Real, estate, uh, real Life Real Estate. So we handle everything under one roof, but more importantly, we want to answer your questions. So if you're, if you're maybe you're in the middle of a purchase or refinance transaction, or maybe you're thinking about buying a home this year, getting tired of paying rent, um, you know, you can always ask. We have a text line, 916-806-0606, 916-806-0606 is our text line. We would love to hear from you. I'll get to your questions during the show. 
Let's all take a deep breath, Misha, because you know what? It is just an amazing market right now. I know that it is. Uh, it has been the busiest January uh, I think I've ever had in my career. Uh, rates are still historically low. We've had a new administration uh, uh, sworn in, and I wanted to touch base on some of those things that might be happening and what, what some of these so-called experts are thinking that might happen with this current administration. But, you know, I think one of the things that we really need to do, our mantra here on this show is stop paying your landlord's mortgage. And I think we've got some limited time with the way the market is, right, Misha? I think so. I mean, it, it's interesting because, of course, all the normal predictors for the last, let's call it a year now, good grief, has it been a solid year? Um, you know, that we've been in this pandemic situation haven't really given us a, the same feedback and information that we anticipated. The jobs report, the economic reports, different things haven't given us that certainty when those numbers came out that they normally would have inspecting the rate market. Um, so rates are still low, yes, but we are seeing a trend and the conversation about rates not staying this low for very long. So now that these are the conversations that are being had and we're not able to follow the markets in the ways that we have in the past, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of conversation with people about it's rates are amazing right now. If you're happy with this right now, would you be happier with capturing today and the market moves a little bit and you could have saved a little bit if you had waited another two months and used your crystal ball? Or would you be sadder if you waited two months, rates went up, and you missed that opportunity for the savings we could get for you now? And exactly, who knows where that real estate market's going to be uh, in two months. I, there's a great meme going around in our industry about there's a cartoon of a, of a real estate agent showing up uh, some folks a home, and it says, if you'd like to see something a little more expensive, I'll show you the same house tomorrow. Because we're kind of seeing um, uh, just the market is really competitive right now, and, and especially in the Bay Area. And we're seeing some, you know, I, I know that we have a lot of agents calling in all the time, giving us our, their perspective. But, you know, I think 75% of transactions these days are ending up in a multi-counter uh, situation. They're, they're really competitive. So getting all of your ducks in a row and understanding what you're qualified for and understanding the loan programs that, that uh, are available to you and, and money out of pocket and what you can expect to uh, come out of pocket during the transaction and what you could expect that payment to be at that certain price point. That's what we do. You know, buying a house, step one, call your lender and get pre-approved. Understand how much financial strength you have because there are things that Misha says, you know, what, you know not only does – you know, mortgage rates, when they increase slightly, it, it reduces it, – it obviously, your payment goes up, but it reduces your purchasing power, and especially if you see a swing, you know, like we did uh, in previous times. You know, and I'm not talking about the 13 14% interest rates that we saw in the 80s. You know, what would you say the average was, Misha, in your career? Five and a half, six? Uh, that's about double what we're at current market rates, and how much less of a house could you buy with that? Well, and with the values – and the price point getting higher and higher and higher. I mean, we talk a lot about the market appreciation that we are seeing in the Bay Area, and we talked about it a few weeks ago. Some markets were mm -hmm. seeing 18% of market appreciation this last right. year. So in that, you know, taking into consideration that rates are really low and, and prices continue to rise, the affordability of that house as long as rates stay low, it is with us as in the best position that it could be given where the price point is. But if that starts to shift, if rates 
do not remain as low, they'll still be historically low, but if they don't remain as low, then your affordability or your ability to capture the lowest possible price on that property, uh, you know, dwindles. And so if you thought, well, I'll wait until the spring and see if there's more inventory. Do you know what the rates yeah, will be yeah, in the spring? Let, if so, call me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give me a shot. And one of the things I want to focus, why do you think interest rates are so low? Is it some magical number? Is it because of a certain bond market? Um, well, everybody remember quantitative easing and stimulus and all those things were, who do you think is buying all these mortgages and keeping the uh, rates low? Is how many billion dollars a month is the federal government insuring and purchasing the mortgage-backed securities? Um, and here's another secret is we are talking about a trillion dollars of another aid on top of the, I don't know how many billions we have that we haven't spent yet. Somebody's got to pay for that. And um, and if we pay for that and they stop buying mortgage-backed securities, I got to tell you that the open market's going to require a higher margin on those those uh, those investments, and I truly believe. And hey, Misha, you can kick me when you see me next. But I didn't think we'd be sitting in 2021 with interest rates where they are now. I I, I can't believe it's lasted right. this long. Which even leads more to my my point is that you know they've been kept low because governments got involved to purchase these these securities. And there's got to come a point where you run out of other people's money, folks. And I truly believe that we have an opportunity here uh, over the next 12 months, 18 months, yeah, to actually take advantage of these rates. And if you can get qualified, get yourself pre-approved, and, and it doesn't take – it's not as hard as you think. And there are so many programs out there that – you know, little down, even first-time home buyers, no down, and some of the things that are on the books for uh, during the administration, which I'll get to in a little bit. I think you have a, a, an opportunity to at least get your education piece out of the way to make you an informed consumer when you're out there looking at a home. And uh, you know, again, folks, if if you want to go through our pre-approval process, you know, we'll take all your information before, as if you're already in contract. We'll educate you about programs. We'll educate you about down payment assistance programs gifts from mom and dad or grandma and grandpa, the right way and the wrong way to do that because it does make a difference. How cash is not king in a real estate transaction. We're going to give you all the tricks and all the things that we've gone through in our industry to help you make the right decisions for you and your family. And Misha, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to go through a pre-approval process? You can contact me by phone at 831-435-0385 or by email, Misha, M-E-S-E. H-A at EssexMortgage.com, uh, obviously. Uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, let me know how I can help you. You can also go to the Essex Mortgage website and uh, create an application directly from there by finding my name. Or That's right. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that, you know, we, we all heard about how difficult um, uh, the process is. And, and, you know, there was a time after the last downturn where things got really tight and, and maybe folks out there have experienced, maybe their parents went through an economic event and they've been kind of dreading and sitting on the fence waiting to buy. Here's a secret, folks. If you're waiting for interest rates to get any lower or you're waiting to pro- waiting for the market to crash, I don't think it's going to happen uh, anytime soon. What we'll mm-hmm. see back is maybe a, a pullback because, because why our inventory is low, right? And when supply and demand... And we have folks that are migrating away from the city to the suburbs, which actually it, it makes it even smaller. I think we talked last last couple of weeks ago is like average time on market, average days on market was four days in most of the counties. That's tremendous. I mean, 
That is unheard of. It's it's mostly 30 to 60 days as in a normal market. And I think we're in a unique time here where uh, folks that you know you might not want to buy, you know, or or can afford to buy in the city or where you work, but we have commuters that are buying up no- up north and commuting to San Jose and to San Francisco and to Contra Costa County and to Danville, Walnut Creek and Pleasanton. And there's no rule that says you have to live within a certain distance of your home. It has to make sense. What makes more sense than I can't afford a $3 million, 1,200 square foot house? That makes sense. And it, it really does make a difference. And folks, if you have any questions about that, give us a call. Give us a text, 916-806-0606. Misha, rates still low. You're seeing your refi business slow down or still stay the same or increasing? You know, I'm seeing people actually come around with sort of the second wave, people who refinanced maybe last year this time, and rates dropped have dropped tremendously since then. And so they're looking for some guidance on what would be the reason why they would go down this process again and taking into consideration the costs of those. So I'm definitely seeing the interest still in there and uh, the, the reasonability of it. With rates as low as they are, that standard what we've been experiencing seven years for a refinance um, for, for how long you keep your loan is probably going to right. be out the window here very quickly because right. with as low as rates are right now, and uh, Eric, you can kick me if I'm wrong about this one. If we end up dropping the bottom out of these rates again, the people who refinance now will likely not have to refinance again for the life of their loan. Ever. It's a so, forever loan. Ever. All right, folks. We're going to continue this. We're raised what we think they're going to do, what they are going to do, and what Biden... Uh, administration is going to look like in our real estate market. We'll be right back after this. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert, Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage and finance and real estate. Uh, today, Misha Dimitruk, our branch manager in Santa Cruz, is joining me on the air. Um, you know, we keep talking about, and you know what, I bet you I could listen to a show last year and we would say that, you know, now's the time. And, and this has been a truly uh, unique time in our industry. Uh, but I think what we have differently now is we have a different uh, administration who has some different views on our market and the economy. And I kind of wanted to give, uh, I found this article from uh, somebody that I respect in our industry and, and some of the things that they think that is on the agenda for the Biden administration that pertains to real estate and how that's going to affect you as a consumer. And I think that uh, the, the, one of the things that I think the administration is going to take, take, take into consideration is that they want to help inventory, but I think, and personally, I think some of the things that are going to be uh, are actually going to have the opposite effect on, but let's talk about the first one. There, there's kind of talks in the air for people close to Mr. Uh, President Biden that he's thinking about a $15,000 first-time homebuyer tax credit, and, you know, that that's going to be great. You know, historically, over 40% of, of purchase transactions have been first-time home buyers. I think now it's down to 32 uh, for last year in 2020, and a lot of that has to do with inventory. Would you agree with me, Misha? I absolutely would. And and I think that with the home buyer credit that's, you know, proposed or the discussion that's gone around about it, I think it's really incenting new home ownership um, and, and helping to stimulate the economy, obviously. Um, but that's going to be a challenge if you are trying to sit in the Bay Area and count your pennies while looking for a million-dollar home. Right. And again, you know, I think that's been one of the one of the pieces of our market that has been kind of changed from historical 
culture transitions. You know, people aren't downsizing any longer. Uh, people aren't mo- moving when they're empty nesters, and so that you know, we we usually as our, our industry counts on those properties um, uh, for first-time home buyers, and we're just not seeing it any longer. But you know, a tax credit, I think, and personally, is going to incentivize all these folks to go out and buy. But again, we're already in a tight market. So that could make inventory and, and competition even a little worse. So we will see do that. Hey, anytime that somebody doesn't have to pay more money to in taxes, I'm all for. Uh, so again, I think that's on the agenda. Uh, a fifteen thousand dollar first time homebuyer tax credit, and 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 another thing that is bull pointed here that that I know that we're going to be able to talk forever on is that. Um, they're trying to incentivize folks to get back to FHA lending, and some of the big box banks uh, have gotten away from government lending. And uh, they're going to—he's going to try to incentivize uh, banks to get back into FHA lending. And and how they're going to do that, as for the consumer, one of the benefits is their talk of maybe lowering the monthly mortgage insurance premium. Misha, thoughts? Absolutely. Well, I think that's a very wise decision. Uh, the understanding that debt to income calculations have have gone up, that people have a higher debt that they carry, but they're managing it better, and that um, mortgage insurance through FHA and private mortgage insurance is all very heavily weighted on your credit score. Um, So if they were to bring that insurance level cost down, it would definitely make things um, more manageable and affordable. Um, you know that coupled with, and I'm I'm reading online that the the tax credit would be available for buyers at the table, so they could actually utilize that tax credit in their actual closing, which could mean that you could take that tax credit and buy your way out of your mortgage insurance in full at your purchase. Wow. So you could capture that low rate and get rid of that mortgage insurance in full with the tax credit. So there, there's some opportunity here for some tremendously savvy financial moves to be made. And I think we're going to see more and more about how people are going to be creative in using this, um, in utilizing a tax credit, assessing their, their power to pay the bills. I mean, if we've all managed to figure out how to pay monthly towards the $1,500 phone that we have, and that we never, we all always thought that was a free phone with the service, right? Um, but right. now that we're all coming up with this, mentality of where we're managing these balances better, this is just another avenue of being smarter financial individuals and, and better consumers, I believe. Don't you think, Eric? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and FHA mortgage insurance is not only a monthly premium, it's an upfront of almost 2%, 1.75% of the, of the loan amount is tacked on to your, to your mortgage and you're paying a monthly premium. Uh, and granted, it, 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 does get expensive as opposed as opposed to a conventional loan. So I think that's going to be a great incentive if they can do that. We've been we've been an advocate for lowering that mortgage insurance uh, premium for years now with FHA. They they up that and obviously it's been done really well. The HUD has gotten has been really profitable the last 5 or 6 years and I think it's warranted. And I think that you know another great fact that has changed recently and I know we don't have a lot of time but we can talk about it after the break is that DACA FHA HUD is now allowing DACA uh, 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 folks to purchase and refinance with an FHA loan, correct? That's right. Yes, absolutely. That right. is a big let's deal touch ba- for, and, and for a lot of people in California. Yeah, let's touch base on DOC. We'll continue that because it's a big topic. All right, folks, you're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. 916-806-0606 is our text line. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert Eric Olofsky. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending in Real Estate. We are your Northern California show for what's new and 
and mortgage finance and real estate. My name's Eric. I'm here with Misha. You know, Misha, before the break, we were going through some things that uh, some folks expect uh, to take place during the Biden administration and how that affects real estate and our consumers. And one of those things is that I think day one or day two that uh, he, uh, uh, HUD secretary, uh, will now allow DACA recipients to, to qualify for mortgages. You want to touch base on that and explain to our listeners what that means? Absolutely. So DACA is a deferred action for childhood arrival program for people with on the program on the path to citizenship and, and affords them a employment authorization card for people who are non-citizens but have been here their whole lives. And so it's giving them the opportunity by FHA allowing this, it's really opening a, a, a very well-deserving door of opportunity for, for homeownership for people who have been there, they're here their whole lives. And some of the requirements in FHA also apply um, with the addition of the employment authorization card that needs to be provided. So it still has to be your primary residence. You still have to have a social security number. Um, you have to be eligible to work in the United States, and that's what the employment authorization documentation um, that DACA provides will, will give to them. So um, it, it's all still the same loan that everyone else in FHA would be privileged to. It's just opening that, that channel for people who, when they're collecting all of their information on their application, are saying, I'm not a U.S. citizen, and I'm not a permanent resident, and I'm also not here on a visa. So, um, so that's a great, great thing that we're going to be able to see. Um, previously, DACA recipients might have been held to non-conventional financing and given higher interest rates because of the fact that it wasn't a solid given that they were going to find a path to citizenship, and how would we ensure their success as homeowners that they would be able to continue to pay if we weren't even certain that they were going to be able to continue to stay? So I think that we're going to see a a nice opportunity available here that's really a, a very positive signal, I believe. So, so again, folks, if, if you or you know somebody that was uh, turned down or, or was told that uh, lenders weren't offering those programs, please reach out to them and have them jump on and, and call uh, Misha uh, today because I think that it's a great opportunity for those folks to actually become homeowners. And and what we're seeing, I think, in that market, again, is this an opportunity, and we have opportunity that we didn't have last year. So, and again, and again, whether it's that hurdle or another hurdle, our market is continuously in flux. We are continuously modifying and adjusting programs, products, and what we can offer. You know, if you're self-employed and you haven't been able to, you you haven't shown much on your tax returns uh, because you have a really good CPA, uh, there are programs where we can qualify income based on your bank statements. Uh, there is a program right now I have for a listener to our show. It's a 1.850 cash out refinance, no income documentation whatsoever. It's called uh, a limited doc, and all we need is a letter from the CPA attesting that the corporation exists. And we're talking about rates in the fives. We're not talking about hard money rates in the tens and twelves. So those programs are out there, whether it's residential, commercial, uh, construction we're starting to see come back again. We want to be your at least your, your first place to come for questions and answers. And again, you know, give us a text, 916-806-0606. Um, you know, Misha, I know that uh, you and I, are, are. we talk about how busy you are, but one of the things that I think is really important is that our company has tripled in size uh, the last 18 months. 
And I think that uh, it, it's uh, it, it's just a matter. Number one, we look at ourselves as educators, and number two, that I think that there is a need out there for folks. You know, we got into that one period where everybody was on the uh, on the uh, looking up the internet and using the internet. The internet's a fabulous source until it's not. Uh, and there's a lot of misinformation out there, and nothing takes place of us asking questions. All right, we're going to come up on our uh, our next break, but one of the things I want to touch base on is all you folks in the Bay Area, jumbo loans. A lot more options out there these days. We're going to touch base on that when we come back. We'll be right back after this. This is Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert Eric Olofsky. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. I think that uh, you know, now is the time that uh, I really want to get – we have some text questions coming in. I want to get to those a little bit later. But you know, Misha mentioned in the beginning of the show that she's licensed in Oregon, and, and I think that uh, you know, it's really important in our state of California, and, and I know no matter where you – where you fall on the political spectrum, we know that people are more people are leaving California than than moving to California, uh, and I think our governor is salesman of the year for U-Haul. But with that said, yeah. is Essex Mortgage is licensed in all fifty states, and Misha is licensed in Oregon and California. Uh, I just came back from North Carolina because I have a couple of clients uh, and listeners to the show that are looking at investment property outside of state. And I think it's important to note that there is a whole other world outside of California to invest in. And I think that, or even relocation. And I know that Misha, you're dealing with that as well now, correct? Absolutely. On both sides of it, on relocation of primary homeowners and people making their investment property purchases outside the state. Um, there's really huge advantages to both of them and the flexibility the flexibility that's been realized through pandemic employment for a, a large portion of the population who is working from home right now it has the opportunity to capitalize on that work from anywhere location and love where you live. Um, I'm not getting any calls for tiny home financing anymore. I'm getting calls saying, Misha, we need a room that can do dual Zoom meetings at the same time and we can soundproof it. So... Um, you know, needing more square footage in, in generally means you need to move out of the, the current market that you're in if you want to keep your payment about the same. And the price point, when you step out of the Bay Area and California as a whole, you're getting so much more house for your money. So I think it's really advantageous for people to take stock. Now that we've sort of gotten into a, let's call it the new normal phase, where we're really looking at how we go on from here. What do we do with this new reality that we're living in um, that is not just going to end instantaneously, but we can be smarter about our lives and we can structure our futures to be more accommodating to a lifestyle that we create by design. And part of that is going to be, where is it that I want to live and what does that look like for me? Am I relocating to a market? Am I purchasing? Am I taking the money that I have because I, I maybe I have to stay here in the Bay Area? But I have the ability to buy something somewhere else and create that avenue of, of asset that will grow for you by owning an investment property outside the state. So, you know, I know that there's plenty of people on our teams that are getting licensed around the country to be able to, um, to help this out. I'm, I'm looking at Texas and uh, the Carolinas also, and Nevada and Idaho. These are all states where we're seeing huge influx of people from California predominantly making those moves. Um, 
You know, you know, it's, you know it's what I saw that when I was driving. On, I got off the plane and I was driving to a property and I saw a big, huge home builder sign. New homes starting from the 160s. <laughs> now, when's the last time you've seen that right. in California? I have a uh, client amazing. that just just purchased a home in Ohio for 152. His payment, including taxes and insurance, is 700. He's getting 1600 dollars a month rent for that property. Uh, and again, I know that. You know, in our world here in California, you know, it seems like a small amount of money. Uh, but, you know, uh, well, Eric, you know, $600 a month on $150,000, that's not how you factor that. You factor that was what money did you put down? Uh, in this case, it was 20% or $30,000. And he's making $8,000 a month, mm-hmm. eight to $9,000 a year in profit. That's a pretty good return on investment after expenses. So there is a whole world. And trust me, guys, I'm, I'm, it, it was, it's, I'm an old dog with a new trick that, that realizes the value of investing outside these borders. And even though that it may be a little bit distance, I'm learning to deal with uh, uh, property managers and I'm, I'm doing things differently. And, and, you know, personally, I think the VRBO route is the way to go. I've got a lot of investors that I'm following suit that are buying in destination locations and they're, they're handling the rentals themselves because as we come, one of the things I want to touch base on is the rental market in 2021, especially here in California, restrictions, restrictions and restrictions. Mm-hmm. You know, the Biden administration is thinking about getting rid of the 1031 uh, program, which allows investors to pull money when they sell an investment property and move that to another investment property. They do away with that. You know, investors are no longer going to invest here in California. Uh, he's hoping that will provide more inventory. But what that's going to do is just take their money more somewhere else. And I have to tell you that, you know, I, I, what I see is in, as far as our rental market uh, in 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 2021, you know, I still think, you know, we're in the Bay Area, you know, as you folks know that live in the city, you know, rents are actually getting cheaper. They're, they're continuing people continuing to leave the inner cities. Um, and rents are getting a little bit better than they have. Suburbs will be the hot location in 2021. But here's the big piece is that rental regulation market will increase substantially in 2021. Um, you know, we already have, they've extended the no, no uh, eviction through 2021. So you have landlords and, and people just like you folks that have a mortgage that took the risk of buying an investment property that are no longer getting income from them. And forbearance only lasts so long. And savings only last so long. So I think that could be a detrimental piece of our market, which I think out of state is a good opportunity for you folks. The price of admission is a lot less for all of you new investors that are sitting in the Bay Area. And that's why folks tended to to invest up the hill in Sacramento and north because the cost of admission was working. But you flip that back around on primary residences and where folks are moving and leaving the urban areas, they're realizing that, hey, we can work from anywhere. I can work, you know, all the tech companies, there's a lot of the folks are never going back to their local cubicles. And if I'm going to work from home, I might as well live in Tahoe or I might as well live on the beach in North Carolina. Or I might as well live in Texas on, on a 300 acre farm for what I'm spending for rent on a one bedroom apartment in San Francisco. It opens up a whole new world for you. And I think changes in the way we think as a life, as a longtime California resident, it really is an eye opener. And Misha, you 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 own property in other states, and I know that it's a good it's a it's, it's a solid move financially. We talk about educating folks about what's best for their family. I think that's a good nugget to take home and and explore about where else you could live and have a better lifestyle. And how you can take that money and utilize it to your advantage to work harder for you and smarter for you. I have clients who sold in the Bay Area; they sold one home 
They moved to Michigan. They bought five homes. They are now retired, living in one of their homes that they own free and clear, and they have rentals for the other property. So it's really set them up to have the retirement plan that they actually wanted in the very first place. But they thought they were trying to fit all of that into this little tiny box of the Bay Area. So it's been a life changer for them. And thinking outside the box and shifting, just like we've all had to do in the last year, shifting our mentality about what is our plan, what does it look like, have flexibility with how you're going to achieve your goals, and I think you'll be very, very surprised. All right, on that note, we'll be right back after this for our last segment. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. You're listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate with financial services expert Eric Olofsky. All right, everybody, welcome back to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. Wake up. Now's the time. I think that... uh, you know, one of the things we talk about on our show is the power of knowledge, and you know, we we open this up to you folks. And again, I get a lot of calls. I know some folks are are a little nervous during the show to call into the show, so we started doing text uh, uh, text requests. And I've got one, Michelle. I'll let you handle. This is from a veteran. His name's Mike. He's calling from Fremont. He's just back in country. First of all, Mike, thanks for your service. And he had, was listening to one of our previous shows on a podcast and heard something about loan limits on a VA loan and. I'm going to let you cover that because I think he's going for some good news. Absolutely. Mike, thank you again for your service and welcome home. Um, there are no loan limits on a VA loan. So as you're shopping what? in the Bay Area, you are no longer held to the county loan limits that we were previously, and that change came into effect last year. So if um, you've been away overseas and you're coming back now thinking you're held to the same rules, please let us show you what availability there is for you in this market because it is different and uh, it would be an honor to work with you. Yeah. And Misha, how does somebody get a hold of you one more time if they want to either get pre-approved or start a refinance or somebody like Mike that wants to start learning about his VA benefits? You can call me at 831-435-0385. You can email me, Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. Or you can find me Facebook, LinkedIn, or our company website, EssexMortgage.com, and search for loan officers. Great. And in case you're a veteran out there, what that means is that, you know, previously we had, and still with FHA and conventional loans, we're bound by county loan limits. And right now, VA has basically did away with them. So uh, you can go purchase a $2 million house if you have the income to support it with no down payment. That's right, no down payment no monthly mortgage insurance, and it is a benefit that nobody has but you, uh, active former military or reservist, that it is uh, phenomenal. And I got to tell you, the rates are phenomenal on a VA loan, and it is one of the benefits that all of you veterans should be taking care of. And that's one of the things I think that, that really is sense is that we actually have, and I'll tell you guys a little story, I actually have a veteran that was listening to my show four years ago, called in and asked me if if, uh, if he was I was hiring and if we would help him learn the mortgage industry. He's been with me for three and a half years, and he's one of our, our, our top loan officers. So again, folks, if, if, if you're thinking about getting into the industry, I want to take some time today to, you know, we are looking for all licensed NMLS loan officers, 
and uh, real estate agents for Real Life Real Estate. We want to talk to you about the last job you're ever going to have in this industry. We want to provide a, an opportunity for you to give back to your community and uh, just work with a great team and a growing company. And again, just be part of your community and help educate folks about the largest investments they're ever going to make. I want you to give me a call directly. We'll have a meeting virtually or in person, 916-806-0606. But again, if you're a veteran out there, nobody knows we are becoming one of the premier VA lenders here. We've been funding them for over 30 years. We have loan officers that work and volunteer at the local Veterans Administration. Nobody knows your benefit better than us. So again, thank you for your service, Mike. Um, Misha, you know, am I forgetting something today? Nope. I would always encourage our clients, be cognizant of your credit. Get pre-approved early. Make sure you're taking those steps to understand what your financing opportunities are and if there's something you can do to improve your situation and your purchasing power or your financeability down the road. Um, speak with your lives. Educated, experienced professionals in this industry. If you are putting your information in online, you are going to get kicked in the bun when you uh, find out later that there wasn't a live human that was actually looking at it, helping you navigate the process. So the well, hey, Misha, for you. thanks for being part of the show. We're coming up to the end. Again, folks, thanks for listening to Real Life Lending and Real Estate. I believe they do a replay of us on the weekends. Please listen in, and we'll be here same time next week. Have a great week. Stop paying your landlord's mortgage.